Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To another episode of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast Here we are still in Florida here Hammering through Seeing what we're gonna do Still in a uh, I, I guess in flux and a little bit of transition at the top of the show, we always kind of start off with a little bit of uh, where we've been. By the way, this episode, I know we may have a couple of uh, new listeners because we're going to have the great Emma Cruises. That's right. Emma is going to be on the show. We did a great interview with her. We did one back about a year ago, and it was good. I do like this one a little bit better. I think we uh, stepped it up. There's a, You know, the chemistry takes a while sometimes, especially when you're dealing with Skype and things like that. Sometimes uh, it can be a little, whether it's communication, whether it's the audio, you know, from across the pond. But uh, I think we... I think we pulled out a good one this time, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So welcome, new listeners. Welcome, the Cones. Welcome, Super Cones as well. And uh, we're happy to have you on board. At the top of the show, we always uh, talk about Instagram. We tell you to follow me. Always be booked, as well as join the Facebook group, the Ultra Lounge, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. It is a group. It's fun. It's interactive. It's a lot of fun. It's all about cruising, as you could imagine. So join up. Uh, All you have to do is uh, request to be a member, and we let you right in. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, um, the Patreon, guys. Uh, We announced the group cruise already, which we're going to talk about in a second. The Always Be Booked first ever group cruise has been announced. And, uh, you know, you guys know that already. You guys, a lot of you know that already. We talked about it on Facebook in the Ultra Lounge, and I know a lot of you are in that. Um, But I got to give you a couple more details about that. but the Patreon is still up and running. If you want that extra show a week, and you are getting an extra show a week now, there is a commitment there. We are here. We got the equipment up. We're settled in as far as that goes. So you can count on an extra show a week. All it is is another $5 a month. All you do is, you know, and like I said, some people say, Tommy, I don't need another show. Tommy, I don't want to, $5 a month is too much. Okay, then just don't do it. That's all. It is a way to get another show. And it is also a way to support this show, which, uh, you know, comes in handy at the end of the day. We're paying for bandwidth. We're paying for, uh, you know, we're putting a lot of work into this thing, you know, prepping these podcasts and this and that. We're doing a lot of more. You guys are seeing it a little bit more. There's a little bit more content coming out yet. I think Always Be Booked is really going to start hitting its stride. And I think you guys are going to be happy about that. And you're going to be happy with you see going forward with what you see going forward with Always Be Booked. I wanted to give another shout-out to uh, Matthew and Thelma, Matt and Thelma, as well. I did it on the Patreon episode, but I wanted to do it here for the public, too. Uh, Booked a couple of cruises with me, and, uh, man, what a pleasure. Matt's a great dude. It's always a pleasure talking to him. Thelma, as well, uh, and we got them going on a couple of cruises. And I want to segue that into letting you know about the travel agency, the Always Be Booked Cruises and Vacations Travel Agency. Guys, you know, Uh, We did the live show last week, and that was basically to kind of let you know what the good deals were out there. Do not hesitate. 
to give me a call. Either uh, call me at 323-GETAWAY or you can uh, email me, Tommy at book.com, and I will bend over backwards, especially now, to try to find out what the best deals for you are based on your cruise personality and cruise, uh, I guess, what would you say, criteria of what you're looking for right now. Um, I wanted to uh, say I had a great day. The First of all, no, no, no. I want to say this first. So let's talk about the group cruise. Here we go. And this is important to say. The group cruise, and again, I'm going to say when it is. The date is May 6th. It is a four-day out of Miami on board the Navigator of the Seas from Royal Caribbean, a ship I always wanted to go on. And it uh, it's going to Nassau, and then it's going to the newly renovated Perfect Day at Coco Cay. So they're redoing the entire island. I heard it's supposed to be better than Labadee, maybe, at this point now. I don't know if that's true or not. I heard rumors of it being, you know, at least rivaling the level of Labadee uh, for a private island. And you guys who have been to Labadee all know what that's all about, as well as the fact that they have a even longer zip line than the Dragon's Breath, which, great. Okay, you know what? You know how much courage it took me to drum up the... Uh, the balls to get on that freaking thing and now we got a longer one we got to conquer but hey we got cones there hopefully we'll have some cones there so we'll have the moral support and all that stuff coming at you so uh and also uh, we can't uh, not mention that the navigator of the seas is getting a facelift as well it's getting a makeover tons of new bars and venues and things like that and there we're basically going to be getting a ship that's right out of dry dock and i think it's going to be awesome now here's the deal uh, we haven't had much activity on it, not much movement on the group cruise. And I know how that stuff works. Everybody's like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to go. Maybe I'll go. Uh, I'll start thinking about it down the road a little bit. And uh, maybe I'll go last minute. You know what? Maybe I'll decide in April that I'm going to go on this thing. Here's the only problem, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're running with right here. And I'm going to ask of you that if you are at all thinking about going on this cruise, Pain in the ass, I know, but I'm going to see if we can get a decision out of you uh, sooner than later. Because, again, I've never done a group cruise, and I've educated myself on it a little bit. We have a block of 12 rooms right now. We have eight inside staterooms, and we have uh, four balconies. Now, we don't have window rooms because I did the research, and we found out that the window rooms are the same as the balconies at this point. So that's pretty sick, I would say, right? I mean, out of control. Uh, right now, the price for the... Um, it, uh, what is it? Do I have it in front of me? I think I do. The price for the... The price for the inside cabin, all in, is going to be four sixty-two forty-two per person. And that's, like I said, four days on Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas, out of Miami... May 6th, visiting Coco Cay and Nassau. And uh, the price for the balcony is going to be $662.42. That's where we're at right now for the pricing. I would ask, guys, this is the first one. And as I do, hopefully we'll do more of them. But as we do do more of them, we'll have a little bit more experience about, you know, deciding when and what and the moving parts that go along with it. But... In order for this thing to really happen, I'm going to need to see a little bit of traction early. I'm going to need to see a couple of commitments. Now, what do they mean by that? What you have to do is basically you have 30 days. If you want to, like I said, let me know. Uh, hit me up at 323-GETAWAY uh, or you can email me at Tommy at alwaysbebook.com. 
and tell me you want me to book you. So basically, I have a verbal commitment from you, and then you don't have to put in your deposit for 30 days. So you have 30 days to put down a deposit. And um, one thing I'll also say is that you'll find out if you price out the cruise, you'll see that the um, actual cruise is probably about $23, $24 more than it is when you look up online. The reason for that is because online you get that um, – option for uh, a fully refundable deposit uh, with this since there's so much maneuverability with it and you don't have to leave and lay down the deposit for 30 days uh, the deposit is um, going to be refundable so they give you the refundable deposit and you can refund that deposit if you can't go all the way up until it's like uh, February, early February, I think it is. It's it's basically the day before final payment is due. So you can get your deposit back all the way up to final payment is due, when final payment is due. All I'm going to need to see to keep this thing going is a few people to commit. I know we're going to have between two and three rooms of it booked based on just the crew we're going to take alone and maybe a couple of more. Who knows? I would like to not only, you know, right now we're working on filling 12 cabins. I would like to go up to 20 cabins. Who knows? I would like to make this group uh, successful for a couple of reasons. Here's why. We got to get out of the gate early. We got to commit if we can. Let's look at the calendar. Let's make it a priority and let's see if we can make this happen. And if we were going to be passive at all and possibly not book or till late or see how it's going or whatever, I would ask you to see if we really want to see if this is going to be something that's cool. Let's maybe take a chance and actually commit to this now. Because if everybody kind of stands around and looks at each other for another 10 days, I mean, I got to cancel it because I think what we have is 30 days uh, with this block, you know, because what it is on a group cruise, they don't ask you for any money down. All I have to do is say, this is the cruise I want to do. And how many rooms do you want? You could do up to 16. I did 12 because I don't want to block them up so much. So what it is, is, um, you know, it's 12, it's 12 rooms. And I, I want to see a good portion of them kind of like start to get some momentum or else it's going to be a waste of time because um, I don't want to, you know, first of all, it's embarrassing. I don't want to do offer a group cruise. Now, the, the whole thing, I think it's a great idea. I do want to do a group cruise, and I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, and people have asked me about it. Will you do a group cruise? Will you get one together? And, you know, shout out to Marty. Marty, I want to see you up there soon. You know, it was one of your ideas. <laughs> so, I mean, people... People have been throwing it out there. People are saying they want it. They want to do it now. If it doesn't happen, that just means it doesn't happen. It just it just wasn't. It didn't have the you know people aren't putting their money where their mouth is. I think this is going to be a great great trip, and um, I am going to bend over backwards to plan a bunch of events where we're going to mix and mingle. We're going to interact. We're going to do some fun stuff. A lot of you probably saw the Facebook post already where I posted some uh, ideas that we made that have, and I think there'll be some more. I also want to do some on-land stuff as well, and I think we're eligible for some perks. I know we will be eligible for more perks if we get more people to sign up, but right now, it is what it is. This is basically a four-day cruise out of Miami. I'll hear a lot of this, oh, it's not really worth it for me to fly into Miami for a four-day cruise. I get it. But I also know that, you know, getting people to be able to commit to a seven-day or eight-day cruise sometimes is tough. So what I say you do is either do a back-to-back, get on one of those carnival victories or one of those three-dayers out of somewhere, you know, Norwegian sky or whatever, put them together, or just do a couple of days in Miami too. Make it a six-day, you know, do like a two or three days, do a weekend in Miami, and then uh, parlay that into the cruise on Monday. Do that. So... 
I guess what it is, what, what it is kind of sounding like an ultimatum, and I guess for lack of better terms, I guess that's kind of what it is, but I think you understand where I'm coming from. I'm just going to need some people to actually leap into this and actually commit to doing it over the next 10 days, or else I can't justify continue to have these um, rooms kind of blocked up on Royal Caribbean. So um, I really, really hope we do do it. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing if we don't. I don't want us to kind of fall by the wayside. And again, I guess this you call it what you want. It's coming off comes off like a thread or like sour grapes sort of but it's not it's really not if it's not in the cards to do a group cruise it's fine we'll just we'll 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 fold up shop and we'll never speak of it again but um if this one doesn't go right you'd really kind of see me kind of throwing it out there again probably not um so i hope we do it i really hope we do it if we can get a little bit if we can get just even if we get eight rooms booked up we feel good about ourselves because that's the minimum for a group cruise. We'll have a good time. We'll meet some people. We'll enjoy ourselves. And then, uh, you know what? Maybe next year it'll be 12 rooms. And maybe we'll start doing them two a year. And we'll see what happens from there. But, again, uh, if you have any sort of inclination, if you're on the fence at all, this is my plea to you to look at those dates and see if we can get a hard commitment from you. And I'm not hard committing you like because, you know, please just do it. We need you. I'm doing it because, you know what? It's probably not going to happen if, if, if a few people don't start stepping up right now. But that's about it. I didn't mean to go on a diatribe about the group cruise because, listen, this is all fun. And if, like I said, if it happens, I know we're going to have a blast. I'm going anyway. I'm going on this cruise. <laughs> uh, if it doesn't happen, it, it is what it is. Um, so I went the other day, as you guys may have seen on Instagram, uh, I went to uh, – Fort Lauderdale, and we watched the sail away, and that was beautiful, man. I uh, that was a great, that was better than I thought. I ended up going, and it was perfectly fine with me. Just I went out to the jetties, sat there, and there were six cruise ships sitting out there, six of them. I stayed for five <clears throat> because the last one just wasn't leaving. But uh, it was it was a great day. This is a funny thing that happened. You guys love the stories. I'm driving around, and it's almost like a little bit of a secret spot. It's a secret entrance to get to the beach. It's a small little area. If you're ever in Fort Lauderdale, I I have to drive around. I've only gone there once by myself, and uh, I have to drive around in circles trying to find the freaking thing, and uh, I was able to find it, and there's literally, it's all condos. You know what I mean? It's all private homes and condos, so it's not like access to where public beach, it's it's not big for a public beach. So there is an area where there's metered parking, but out of all that space and all that giant area over there, where it's like, you know, five or 10 giant condos and about 10 or 15 residential houses, you know, the ones that you cruise by when you're sailing out of Port Everglades, there was only, um, I don't know, 10 parking spots, that uh, room for 10 parking spots. So I'm driving around, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. There's no parking spots. I'm like, oh, is this a, I gotta, do I have to change the mission and go back home? I don't, I stick it out, I go around and I see somebody's leaving, but it's a, it's like a pathfinder and they have a bunch of, you know, kids and they have beach chairs and they have coolers. So they're just slowly beginning doing the process of packing all their stuff into their pathfinder to leave. So I'm kind of waiting there in my truck and I'm feeling bad because it's, you can't go around. It's a small street and I'm noticing that somebody's behind me. And this is taking a little while, so I'm feeling the anxiety. I'm like, oh, this person's gonna beep, they're gonna get pissed, and I don't want to be inconsiderate. All right, let me just let me just go around and let them pass because it the, to go around the block it wasn't very far at all. You could see the whole thing it was more like it wasn't even a block, it was like an island. Uh, so a middle of the road, middle of the street divider. So I went around. You know what this guy does? He decides he's gonna take the spot. 
I was being courteous and was going to let him go around me. So that's the only reason I even departed and left left that post. And he decides he's going to jump in that spot. So I go all the way around, and I got a decision to make, man, because this guy is now he's waiting for the people to pack up, and they're slowly methodically packing up and this and that. And I'm like, man, I don't want problems. <laughs> I don't want problems in my life. Ten years ago, I would have jumped out of this car, and I would have told this guy, what do you think you're doing? That's my spot. And I'm making a decision, but I'm also like, you know, I'm not going to. I'm just not going to let this guy take my spot. Is this, this is not this is not right. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger guy. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to whatever, find another spot. If it's not meant to be for me to watch these cruise ships leave today, I'll just go somewhere else. But I'm just not going to. I'm, I'm I look to, in my older age, looking to step away and avoid conflict where possible. So he, uh, I'm behind him, and I'm just boiling. My blood's boiling, but, you know, Whatever. Maybe he's not even thinking he's doing anything wrong. Whatever. So they finally leave. The family leaves. He, I realize and forget that he has to move up to Parallel Park. So I'm like, oh. So he's got to go up to Parallel Park and back down. So I got, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking my spot. <laughs> and I can't, I can't go in forward. I have to parallel park in too. So my only move is to just follow him and stay on his bumper so now he can't back into the spot. Now, that seems like an asshole move. But if you consider the fact that that's my spot and I was waiting for that spot, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. So, of course, he sticks his head out the window. He's got his shades on, screaming, bro, what I'm like, buddy, you know I was waiting for this spot first. He's like, yeah, and then you went around the block. I'm like... I went around the block to let you pass because I thought you I was blocking you. So I was trying to let you pass. And there was really nothing he could argue with about that because it was legitimate. And he goes, so now I got to wait another hour for another spot and I got to be somewhere. And all I did, I, <laughs> I just looked out the window and I was calm. I just looked at him like, buddy, you know what happened. You know the situation. You understand what happened. So it was my spot. You know, I'm taking the spot. It is what it is. And uh, so he drove around. I took the spot, parked, and walked onto the beach. Uh, And then I noticed him later finding a spot a little bit further down the block. And I noticed he had a guitar. But that was just, he was just unloading his car, getting his stuff together. And I saw he had a guitar. I'm like, oh, this guy's probably got a gig or something, musician or whatever. So I walk out. It's about a half a mile when you're leaving your car, walking up the like the little secret trail. And then once you're on the beach, you got to make a right. And it's another quarter of a mile maybe to get out to the jetties. Then you're going to climb out to the jetties. And now you're in position to watch these cruise ships. So I'm sta- standing on the jetties. I turn to my left, <clears throat> and there's a group of about 12 people sitting on a blanket. It looks like a little bit of an organized situation. Who do I see? I see the guy with the guitar. I don't know what this was. I don't think he was part of their group because it seemed like he was kind of, um, he showed up by himself. It, it just seemed like he was hired help. It seemed like these people were having like a little bit of a beach. It wasn't a bonfire because there was no fire, but they're drinking a little bit and having a good time. And they hired this guy to come up, bring a chair, a little beach chair, and play acoustic guitar music for them. <laughs> That's what he does. So he's in his sunglasses, and he's got the guitar out, and we make eye contact. And he had already started playing, and he's playing, uh, I think he was playing, I want to say, American Pie. 
And this was a total Larry David curb your enthusiasm moment because he's playing his guitar and he's playing this sweet song. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my chair. And then me and him make eye contact and he like has nothing but disdain for me. And I'm kind of, I'm not a big fan of him. And we're having like this mini little quickie little stare down of disdain at each other. But while he's singing this oh, like beautifully sweet song, <laughs> it's just a funny, it was a funny little uh, exchange. And it's weird because if you were there, it may have been, I don't know, you tell me, is that one of those stories that you had to be there for? But I don't think so because it did, the minute it did happen, I was thinking about you guys and thinking about oh this is going to be a great story for the uh, for the podcast. Um, all right, we're going to get into some cruise news right now. Uh, some of the news is a little bit outdated because it's been a minute since we've done cruise news. But again, we're still going to spew it out there just because you know we haven't talked about it. So we're here and we're going to touch on it. And then we're going to touch on a. Uh, Shout out to Carlos. Big shout out to Carlos. Big contributor to the show. He posted in the group today about uh, the unfortunate, awful um, situation of the woman jumping off of a cruise ship or being thrown off a cruise ship. I think the story is still developing. But uh, I I made a little bit of an inappropriate comment. I said, uh, I'm going to call you Mr. Sunshine from now on. It was just a little bit of a humor jest because Carlos seems to kind of always weigh in when the disaster strikes. And that is a little bit funny to him. You know, you have a guy who's, you know, Carlos, great contributor to the show, but it's always when <laughs> it's always when somebody's something bad's happening. And that part of it is funny. But the part that is not funny at all whatsoever is the uh, loss of life that happened. And we're going to get into that. I actually don't even know about the story. I'm going to do a cold read off the article that Carlos posted. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little while, a little while, but we'll talk about the cruise news that we have laid out here for you right now. All right. So what is the scariest thing you can think of while on a cruise ship? All right. Let's just say it together. The ship sinking, right? Or tipping over or catching fire and then sinking just the ship going down basically, right? Uh, last week, the Carnival Sunshine gave all of its 3,500 passengers a scare by listing to one side. And uh, that wasn't the biggest problem, but the problem is it remained listed for up to a minute around. Bottles fell, people fell, the ship was all over the place. Um, people felt as though they, it was in danger of actually tipping over because it was scary. I mean, think about that. We've all been accustomed to the ship moving. And uh, <laughs> the fact that it's, you know, when it goes to that one side and it just keeps going, that's terrifying. I'd be terrified on that situation. Uh, so uh, this was last Sunday, so it's a bit of an old story. But nevertheless, I feel that is it appropriate to uh, bring it up for this episode. The sunshine left Port Canaveral, and after just a few hours, the ship rolled to one side and furniture started moving. Screams were heard, and the people were freaking out all over the place. Some of the passengers were mentioning that it wasn't the roll that freaked everyone out. Um, it was the fact that it stayed like I just kind of alluded to. So I'm repeating myself in my own story, but it stayed listed as the fixtures and equipment glided across the deck and things started to fall. The sound of shattering glass and loud crashes that begin to be heard. Uh, it, it was about a total minute. The ship corrected itself and then regained stability. So everyone was able to calm down and there was no serious injuries. Carnival blamed the incident on a technical issue and immediately apologized for the disrupt disruption that was caused. So, I guess the question is, why did it happen? 
I read up on it a little bit, and I'll make an attempt at giving a layperson's account of what seemed to have happened. To understand this, first you need to know that there is tons of liquids of various forms in tanks within the hull at any time. You have your fuel, you have your water, waste, whatever it is. Um, in order for the ship to remain stable, they have some uh, the more liquid in there that's just basically in there by design or that remains fluid and moving and what that does is counter the movement of the liquid that's already down there and uh this is an advanced technology that is regulated by a system that is powered electronically and unfortunately there was an electrical issue to the circuit board that's responsible for powering that technology and then the whole thing went to crap and that you know that system or that technology that's supposed to balance out the liquid whatever liquid is down there to provide stability for the ship went down and then uh you know can imagine what happened from there anyway it took a bit of probing to even get this much information out of carnival and uh let's be fair here as it pertains to transparency uh carnival is certainly not the only cruise line that is very protective of its information so you're not going crazy the fact that they didn't give you a whole full report and didn't give you though know, they basically make the blanket statements where you know what where there was an issue uh we're working to get it fixed it was a technical issue uh you know and it it's, you know they, they're just very vague um, I do believe there is an investigation underway and more detailed information should be available soon. Um, but that's about it. Have you guys had any experience where you have been at sea and you felt it might all end? <laughs> I can't say that I have, but uh, I've told this story before and it's not like a long story or anything. But on the Norwegian Gem 2015, coming back from an Eastern Caribbean sailing, we're on our way back to New York, and yes, we hit a rough patch, and I've been on over 20 cruises. Nothing close to this has ever happened. I've, clearly, we weren't in any danger. The ship wasn't going to turn, you know, flip over. It didn't even make the news or anything like that, but I had a little bit of uneasiness to me, and we'll say that as an understatement. Uh, this thing was flopping back and forth, and you could see the crew was even a little nervous. They had the little nervous smiles as champagne bottles came crashing to the floor in Le Bistro, the French restaurant. Then we go out to the bar, grab a martini. The bar, the bottles on the bar are falling off the bar, crashing to the ground. And uh, you look out the window, and it was fairly scary. Um, you look out there and you see nothing but sky. And then you see, because it was happened after it was dark, so it was a little bit, uh, you know, you didn't have the full sunlight. So you just saw white water. <clears throat> and then you look up and you saw sky. And then the thing tips and tips and tips and tips before it corrects itself. And you see white water. And then you see black water. And then you see sky again. So it was it was very, very kind of... Uh, Again, I'm sure we were in no danger, but nevertheless, when you're in it, it was a little freaky. What have you guys experienced at sea as far as rough, rough, uh, I guess, uh, rough seas? I, I had a rough one once where it was uh, head, head waves, you know what I mean, when you're going straight on into them. And those are kind of, that was fun. There was never any scariness because you know the way the, the ship is not going to, you know, get knocked backwards by a wave pretty much unless it's, uh, you know, Poseidon wave type wave but um this this was the side the side rolls the rolls and the lists i don't like the up and down stuff it was a rough storm we had one night i was smashed out off a bottle of jim beam that we had uh smuggled onto the ship and we're running around the cruise ship and we're falling all over the place because the bumps but it did that wasn't scary you know partially because of jim beam but mostly because like i said it was just we it was just rock you know just 
bouncing up and down forward to stern. Um, but that was it. Um, all right, staying with Carnival and its transparency or lack thereof. Uh, th- and this is a story we covered it when it originally came out. Uh, so imagine you're on a cruise and you're maybe with your spouse. And we know everybody loves cruise ship sex. So there was probably some magic taking place on the uh, on those two pushed together twin beds, right? Um, who cares about the little gap in the middle? You get You get through that, right? Just pick a side and carry on. Well, let's say on a five-day cruise, you discover a video camera conspicuously mounted to the TV. What would you do? Well, a couple on the Carnival Fantasy found exactly that on their three-day cruise out of Mobile last October, and they said it was pointed directly at the bed. They are alleging that now they think it was put there on purpose. They saw that it was plugged in and it appeared to sh- uh, appeared to be working. And uh, see, I I know I I know some people that would have noticed that and would have said, uh, "Okay, it's showtime. Let's start the party." They want a video. Let's give them a video. Uh, this couple, on the other hand, were understandably horrified. They said that there were a bunch of wires, and they really had uh, to do a little digging to discover what it led to, and that was a small camera. And they believe it was done to make sure it would basically the network of wiring and things like that, the mounting. It looked like it was trying to be hidden, uh, maybe so housekeeping wouldn't nerd, uh, notice it. Uh, Carnival said it was not recording, and the couple, uh, they held firm in the fact that it was warm to the touch, and they thought it was operational. Uh, and they're claiming that a crew member had to have put it there. Here's where you might consider the fact that they're attempting to seek financial gain from this. Uh financial gain from this carnival is not saying much more than they need to on this and apparently now the fbi is involved uh carnival investigated it and they themselves turned it over to the sbi which i fbi which i find curious because i don't know if they had to do that uh the fantasy cruises out of alabama but the ship is flagged out of panama so i would imagine it wouldn't have had to cooperate with a united states government agency but uh you got to remember i don't know shit so maybe it does um there was a statement, and Carnival did say that it was unclear who uh, who put it there or why the transmitter was there and why it was placed there. And they added that the safety of its guest, here you go with the statements, the safety of its guest is of utmost importance. They also said that they have taken measures to prevent this from happening again. I would love to know what those measures were. Now, now I'm not sure why this story is popping up again because it is an old story. I just think what I what I think and just in my years of, of just kind of like you know learning about the world, I think why it's up again is because they're trying to get some money. I would say, and when you get a savvy lawyer who knows what they're doing, you know the PR starts to uh, the PR machine starts to roll, and what they do is kind of like reach out to some of the contacts they might have in the press, and they put a story out. And uh, that kind of gets some attention, and uh, who knows, maybe gets the ball rolling for any complaint that they are looking to file at any time. All right, let's move on here. Let's take it down to one of my favorite islands in the world. On November 14th, a record six cruise ships will invade St. Martin, bringing over 20,000 guests into port on the same day. You're going to have the Carnival Pride, and she's going to be joined by the uh, Morella Explorer, Royal Caribbean's Adventure of the Seas is going to be joining the party. MSC Seaside, Norwegian Dawn, and Norwegian Star Pride. Is that a cruise ship, the Norwegian Star Pride? Not sure. Um, On November 15th, there's going to be five ships totaling 15,000 people when Carnival Sunshine, MSC Divina, uh, 
and MSC Opera, uh, Regal Princess, and Viking Sea will all be in port. And as uh, far as inaugurals, the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas will be there on November 27th. Why is this an important story? Mainly because of what that place has been through. I've been there several times, and the last time I was there, uh, it was significantly different than it had been on the other previous visits I had taken there. Uh, its pride and joy is a place called Orient Beach. That's where you know the most pristine beach, one of the nicest and most beautiful beaches in the world are. Uh, we talk a lot about hardware versus software, and the hardware is still there. You got the amazing white sand. You got the crystal blue water, uh, gorgeous mountainous backdrop. But since it was devastated by those hurricanes, I think it was two th- 2017, uh, the software is pretty much gone. It used to be lined with dozens of beach bars and places to eat and shop. And the last time I was there, it was pretty much uh, the only place, there was only one place to eat and drink. And this is another weird thing. And we'll bring this up for the hell of it. Uh, the beach was very slow. And aside from a, a few locals, it was pretty much empty. And that's the thing. It's it's a nude beach. Like, it's half nude beach. And you guys all know, it's like everybody says, the European nude beach is not anything where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's, you know, it's not a sexual thing. It's just a natural thing. They're just used to sunbathing, topless, and things like that. So, uh, and men with, with, you know, ball bags hanging out and things like that. So, you know, they used to be there all the time, but they were pretty much mixed in with all the cruise ship passengers, all the land-based vacationers, the tourists that were out there. And, you know, for every, you know, swinging ball bag or topless woman, there would be another 30 to 50 guests that were fully clothed, like, you know, American American or Western-style beaches. Now, since it got hit, there's a fraction of the amount of Americans there, and now it's maybe one you know nude person for every ten people there, and it's like they're much more prominent. It seems a little kind of you know, it used to it used to blend in a little bit more. It used to not be. Now it just looks more prominent. It's like almost looks like a nudist colony, and like I said. All the uh, Kong fritter places and the seafood grill places and the bars and the, the shops and the uh, places to buy souvenirs and stuff that would line the beach weren't there when I was there. And that was in March. So who knows? Uh, hope it, I hope it continues to come back. But the point of this story is that it's got some real, real serious record-breaking uh, passenger count numbers coming in soon, including that, you know, uh, Symphony of the Seas is coming in. So I'm hoping that they're going to be back and better than ever. And I think they will. It's just going to take a little while. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's sad to see what was done and the damage that was done. You go on these tours and, you know, now it's become part of it. Like when they take you around they you know, as far as an island tour, they're going to show you the damage and it's a little it's, it's sad. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's just sad and hopefully they're going to bounce back. Um, all right. A class of ships that is on my radar for some time now is Royal Caribbean's Voyager of the Sea. So this was written before I announced the group cruise. I'm going to read it as it's written anyway, but just keep in mind that based on this story, we, uh, we decided that we were going to book a group cruise out of this. Um, so Nicole, Chris, everyone else, we got to get on this one of these things. Uh, from what I gather, it's a little bit more of a compact and just slightly older version of the Freedom Class. Uh, it's got the promenade. It's got you know the Royal Caribbean large Lido, uh, Lido decks and things like that that you've come to know and love. Uh, we love the Freedom Class. One of its more popular ships is the Navigator of the Seas. 
a cool thing Royal Caribbean has been doing, well, a few cool things that they have been doing. One is repurposing a lot of their nice, larger uh, size ships for shorter itineraries. Usually, if you want to go away for just a few days, you would be limited to older, smaller, and less exciting ships. While the Voyager class is not the newest, latest, and greatest, it is a larger class of ships with plenty to offer. The other cool thing they are doing is refurbishing a lot of them with some of their newest wow factors uh, features. Uh, Next up on the list is Navigator of the Seas. The already beautiful ship is going to get a 150 $15 million modernization as it sets to begin a series of three and four night itineraries starting in May. Let's do it, guys. Come on. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's make a commitment. Let's get the dates of birth in there and let's see what we could do here. So here's the statement. Uh, Navigator will offer vacationers a lineup of firsts and Royal Caribbean favorites, including an awe-inspiring Caribbean poolscape. Uh, I guess they're going to redo, I guess, the theme and feel of the Lido deck. Uh, two daring water slides. The first, uh, first blow-dry bar at sea. <laughs> Insta-worthy nightlife and dining and thrilling activities for the whole family. So what are these new toys? Let's go through them. One, new water slides. They're going to have the blaster and the aqua coaster, which will be the longest water slide at sea. Um, this one will be a tube-based slide with over 800 feet of twists and turns, drops, and hills, and it will extend over the side of the ship, so it'll have that feature and that component. If you guys, for those of you who are fans of water slides that go over the side of the ship, um, kind of reminds them of the uh, experience, the slide experience. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, this is good because I'm hoping that you get a little momentum here. I was on the Harmony of the Seas, and my fat ass got into one of those water slides. And my initial reaction was, because I'm not a thrill seeker, I'm like, am I going to fly down this thing? Is it going to be scary? No, but the whole thing is enclosed, and it's pretty much pitch black. And I was horrified, but for a different reason. I'm going down this thing at like a three to five mile an hour pace, and I'm terrified of the fact that I am going to get stuck. And it's a long trip. It's windy, it's twisty, turny, and... uh. (laughs) The water was barely keeping me going. I tried to make myself as long and as thin as possible. And uh, I don't know. I tried to connect with as little of the surface of the slide, the ground surface of the slide as possible, so as to let the water fly me through. Uh, But it was still a very, very slow process. And I was kind of was kind of scary because that would have been a nightmare uh just being stuck in that tube in pitch black with water flowing and who knows whether or not they're going to send somebody else through or not to kick me in the face uh in the pitch black so so drowning stuck claustrophobia pitch black with the threat of somebody else coming down yeah not my idea of a good time so it sounds like these are not going to be that type of a situation uh they're going to be they're going to they're going to have another one. They're also going to have a uh, headfirst mat racer slide called the Riptide. So there's going to be three different slides, uh, and and I think I think they're going to be a lot of fun for everybody. I'm definitely going to try a couple of them. I prefer the ones that you can see out of though, the little open air ones. The Flow Rider Surf Simulator and Rock Climbing Wall will also be added to the ship. They're also going to redo the Lido deck with a resort style look, as we mentioned before. Uh, not sure what that really means since it isn't uh, exactly an industrial construction site looking deck as it is regularly, but they're going to do something. Uh, and they're not stopping there. They're going to add a few new restaurants and nightclubs along the Royal Promenade, which is one of my favorite places on the Royal Caribbean ship. 
some of which include to dry for, <laughs> which is the first standalone blow-dry bar at sea. See, here's where it gets funny. Royal, Look for Royal Caribbean and Virgin Voyages to have a little bit of a pissing match because Royal Caribbean, while it is a mass market, it always pride itself on the new innovations and what's going to be the newest thing. Royal Caribbean is going to lead the charge with that. Virgin Voyages is hanging its entire hat on that. So uh, maybe this is just a little kickback to dry for. I mean, a little gimmicky, but you're going to be able to get a blow dry and cut at sea on the promenade. Um, Get your nails done while you sip champagne. Uh, Who knows? We'll see. Uh, They will also add the bamboo room, which is a Polynesian theme. And uh, they're going to call it a uh, tiki chic decor to that. And they'll have a bunch of specialty cocktails there as well. You'll also find Playmakers Sports Bar and Arcade. Of course, they're going to have Chops Grill, which is the brand's steakhouse. Uh, Jamie's Italian, uh, you know, the Italian guy from Britain. And uh, a place called Hooked, which guess what it is? Yes, it's a fishing place, seafood. Other additions will be an actual Starbucks. Uh, They'll have indoor laser tag and an escape room concept. Are you guys into the escape rooms? I'm not. I had a friend in Orlando who did escape rooms and she was a manager and she would always try to get us to stop by and get me to stop by. I was like, I don't know. I'm not into the escape rooms. I don't need you to show me how stupid I am and trap me in a creepy room. Creepy room. Uh, I just not, uh, I could do without the escape room. They're also upgrading their kids programs with a ton of new features and venues as well. This is starting in May. So we probably are going to have the first sailing. Uh, on the refurb so hopefully you guys will uh step up and we'll start booking these uh rooms for the group cruise and that's happening out of miami and uh like i said we are going to jump on one of those all right we got to switch gears and talk about uh old johnny come lately that's right virgin voyages now i know to the chagrin and disappointment of many people i am a born contrarian a lifelong cynic and a dedicated skeptic so why would i be any different with virgin voyages this is the cruise line that uh that has said we will hire women captains over men don't get mad i'm fine with hiring women captains but i don't understand why you have to choose to hire them over men i don't i don't get it uh they also so modestly said that uh it's going to be hard for them because everyone is going to steal all their ideas and when they get all their ideas stolen, they're going to be forced to think of even newer ideas to counteract all the robbery of all their, you know, ideas they have that they, you know, in their long experience. Uh, They also decided they don't want you to cruise on their cruise ships if you're not at their level of party and enthusiasm, which could be a good thing for for us. Uh, And of course, they are not letting children or teens on any of their cruise ships. Uh, Some of this stuff is music to my ears, but my thing is, I don't know, can we accomplish something in the business first? Uh, you're pigeon, pigeonholing yourself into a small sample size of people with all these regulations, rules, and grandiose statements. Who knows? They may be my favorite cruise line. I may love Virgin Voyages. I'm just saying um, the industry has pretty much been around for 180 years, and you know you haven't built your first ship yet. Let's get along before we go along a little bit, maybe. No? So the first thing is their huge announcement. Richard Branson himself took to various forms of social media platforms to make a highly anticipated announcement about where the ship is going to go. I hate to tell you this, Richard, but we know where the ship is going to freaking go. It's going to go to the same damn islands every other cruise ship already goes to. So 
He says Cuba. That's the one he announces. So that's cool. They're going to go to Cuba. It really is. Uh, he decided he would announce what is probably the most exotic and mysterious of all the uh, all the islands and just say that's going to be one of the islands that they're going to travel to. Um but you're a cruise line out of Miami. There's only a certain amount of places you can go. So it will be Cuba and, uh, you know, one of the other 10 or 12 most popular islands in the Bahamas and the Caribbean. I don't know. To me, you just set yourself up a little bit for uh, an announcement that was destined to be anticlimactic. I don't know how you guys feel about that. There was no need for the big drum roll and the big whole thing where we're going to announce that we're going to go to Cuba. So, I don't know. Staying with Virgin, the recently announced uh, they recently announced that they will offer the first ever tattoo parlor at sea. A lot of people are talking about this one. It will be cleverly called Squid Ink. Uh, the Scarlet Lady, its first vessel, will partner up with the South Carolina-based company World Famous Tattoo Inc. Um, there will be two full-time resident tattoo artists handpicked by Lou Rubino Jr., who is apparently the Jamie Oliver of tattooing, and uh, it will have a rotating lineup of guest artists. Squid Ink will also offer uh, body piercings as well as permanent makeup treatments that use vegan-friendly material. Oh, thank God. Uh, apparently, they are going to offer tattoos that are exclusive to each voyage to make it special for passengers looking to commemorate the memories of their particular cruise. Um I don't know. If you're into tattoos and piercings, which I happen to not be, but if you are, this actually does seem pretty cool. And yes, the old joke is, you know, the first thing you're going to say is you're on a cruise ship. Uh, Hopefully the waves and water and sea levels don't, you know, make, uh, just interrupt the... uh, the level of quality that your artist is working with. So maybe do those when the cruise ship is in port. All right, that's the news. Let's get into the main topic of the show, which is our interview with the lovely Emma. Okay. And what's this What's this called again? I just call it Fireworks Night. Okay. But I think officially it's Guy Fawkes Night. We'll go with it as long as there's fireworks. We'll go with it. <laughs> fireworks Night. But if you just hear odd wee pop, then... Fireworks. <laughs> All right. Well, the podcast already started, so we're here with Emma. Uh, Emma, welcome oh, hey. back. Thank you. It's been a long time. It's been like a year and something. Well, we got a lot to talk about. You've been really busy We've running around so the world, cutting your hair off and things like that and everything like that. So I have. We caught Emma on uh, the night that there are fireworks going off outside, so we don't know if that's going to get picked up or not, but that's fine either way. You know what I mean? Bring something to the show. Why not? Yeah, I just wanted you to be prepared so you didn't wonder what was going on. <laughs> oh, we're ready. We can handle a few fireworks. So cool. I wanted to introduce awesome. the Always Be Boat community back to Emma. If you've heard the show, if you look into the back episodes, she has been here before, so she is a... Uh, alumnist of the always be book show and uh but just to refresh everybody's memory or to those who haven't heard emma what do you do online as far as in the cruising scope of things so i started out with a blog and i've got a facebook community of cruisers now i'm starting to venture into youtube which is a lot of fun you can find me all over the internet as emma cruises on twitter and instagram and youtube and all that stuff and basically i spend like every spare second i have thinking about cruises writing about cruises making videos about cruises podcasting about cruises anything really just keeps me sane in my spare time you fit in very very much with this bunch here um so the absolutely and then you also have the um moniker cruising isn't just for old people yep that is something i i i just started it i just thought it was funny and it seems like a lot of people agree with me it's been a crazy year i've been on five cruises this year it's crazy i've never done more than two cruises in a year before this and i gotta say me and you are absolutely 
killing the game this year because I've been on five as well, and the year's not over. Are you uh, going to make it six or no? I think I'm going to have to. I've got a few days left of time off work, and I think I'm I'm just going to try and do a cheap week, maybe, I think. Uh, okay. Make it a nice six. I think I'm thinking about doing the same thing. I really, really shouldn't. I just have to kind of find a way to control this addiction. But I'm, <laughs> I have my eye on this November 26th four day. And even if it's like, you know, people talk about the Bahamas and the snap, but it's four days, three ports out of Miami for 300 and 350 bucks. And that's on the Norwegian sky, which, you know, which is important to me, includes the booze. Yeah. yeah, that's the open bar one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. I can't, I can't even think about warmth and sunshine, and it's just so cold here. <laughs> it's just, it's just so dark all the time now, and it's gonna rain for about six months. I lived <laughs> in, uh, yeah, no, I lived in Pittsburgh for a while, and that's what it was. Me and my uh, friend went out there to work on a project for uh, for a bar restaurant that we do, and that's what it was. We lived on like the fifteenth floor. And we noticed that you just look out the window from, let's just say, September to March, and it was the same picture every single day. You just look at just yeah. dreary, gloomy weather. But yeah, that'll get you on a cruise anytime. You know, when I follow you, and I'm a loyal follower of you, and as many people are, and you have a ton of people in your group, I did notice that you actually uh, step up to your game, and you actually won an award. You went to a fancy award show and everything like that. Was it the Wave Awards? Can you tell us a little bit about what you uh, participated in and what you actually won? Yeah, so I think that's what's kind of kicked off my insane year. Last year, I won Favorite Cruise Blogger. At, we have a magazine in the UK called World of Cruising Magazine, which is one of the biggest cru- cruising magazines. I don't think you guys really have cruising magazines, but they're quite a big deal around here, and they have a huge award ceremony every year. And I think that's kind of kicked off my crazy year. I won Favorite Cruise Blogger, which isn't a thing I even knew existed, to be honest. It was like a public vote. I won that, and then this year has just been insane, so... I've been invited on a couple of press trips this year to try, like, I tried Viking Cruise Line, which is not a cruise line I could probably ever afford to try. Oh, um, Viking. So they're more, they've, they've been more famous for river cruises in the past, right? Didn't they just recently go into ocean cruising? or? Yeah, they've for the last couple of years, they've had ocean ships, but they've got nine ocean ships now, I think. Wow. So they're definitely getting on the ocean game, but not many people know about it, but it was... It was something else. It was a whole different level of cruising and something I could probably not afford to do by myself, honestly. So I, little things like that this year have just been, it's been amazing. I saw some of those pictures. I mean, be honest, to describe that a little bit because were they, were they as, be- was that a beautiful a ship as it seemed like in, uh, in the pictures? I've, I've honestly never seen anything like it in my life. Like every little chair has like a matching cushion and a blanket and a book and everything has like its place and nothing is ever out of place. Like on every sun, uh, like lounger, there's a towel and it's never going to be not folded up nicely. It was just, I have no words. Blew my mind. I don't think that they would have me past the second sea day there. I think I'd probably (laughs) get kicked off. I think they probably... It actually... I thought it was going to be kind of formal, but it, they don't really have formal nights. It's not strict, but it's really quite a quiet ship. And I think their their like staff to passenger ratio is insane. Nice. It's nice. like there's only nine hundred and something guests on there, and it really feels like it. So there's so much included. I know it's really expensive, but things like the mini bar are all included. Like there's an excursion in every port included in your cruise fare and stuff. So. 
if you are someone who likes all of those things it's probably not it's no more expensive than going on another line and then buying all of these things so it was really nice for me to just get everything get all the free wi-fi and all that stuff Good for you. That, I mean, that's that's a that's a good year. And you think you would you would attest that like basically, I'm imagining you win an award, whether how big or how small it is. I don't know what the level of uh, it is, but they basically think that you got a lot of publicity and stuff like that, and that probably led to a lot of the people contacting you as far as to take the press cruises. Oh, I have to kind of assume so because I've not really been doing this for very long. I've been doing it for like less than two years, a year and a half, two years maybe. Yeah. So. I feel like we we kind of bursted onto the scene a little bit close to the same time, and yes, you've absolutely um, made me yeah, look like a little uh, a, a little uh, mohill because I mean your Facebook online <laughs> community is out of control. You do a great job with the pictures and things like that. I get the podcast this traction; people seem to like it, but um, I'm sure. I yes. love podcasts. How, how do you find? I wish time? I had more time to do things like this. That's what I was just gonna say. You gotta. You must be like wall to wall busy, huh? And you have a regular day job as well, right? Yeah, I have a regular normal office job, so this is all just for fun. But all right, it, it does take up all of my spare time. But I, I like it, or I wouldn't do it, would I? But you had the Viking. What else besides the Viking? I don't want. I know we're not going to be able to dive in fully to five whole cruises right now. But what else besides the Viking did you be able? Did you get to experience this year? So I started my year with an Asia cruise, Singapore to Tokyo on Golden Princess. Oh, I remember which that. Which was amazing i think that's my favorite cruise of all time because everything in asia is just so interesting even if you just go to a normal like shop every little sign is badly translated and funny and you don't know what anything is and i think that's my favorite destination japan was just so cool oh nice how was the ship the ship was really good it was my first princess cruise so i really liked all of the food was really good the service was really good i did zumba every sea day <laughs> of course How would you, really why fun. would you not no it was really fun that was my first princess cruise and then I got back and I had like two weeks at work maybe less and then I did a British Isles cruise on Royal Princess so that was really cool because obviously I'm from Britain but I've never really been to any of the touristy places that are near me I don't know why but that just tends to be how it is so it was really cool for me to get to go we went like up the top of Scotland and went to see Loch Ness and all of these cool thing so that was fun that was like a little press trip so i did five days on there that's awesome i gotta vouch for what you say about the touristy things i say that they said that a lot how do you know a real new yorker and then the answer is well because they've never been to the statue of liberty you you don't yeah if they're right in front of you you see them every day and you don't do it one time a couple of times we've actually done it. me and my friends gotten one of those big red buses that are just right outside and we Spend most of our time wondering why tourists would pay to sit in traffic, but then we were like, you know what? It's, yeah. a, it's a nice day. Let's jump on, and then we actually felt like we got a lot out of it. You drew, you see these yeah, buildings, and you see, yeah, you see your stuff every day that you live with, and you don't really know there's a whole story behind it. So that's cool. All right, so that's two. Yeah, we talked about Viking. That's we got two, two left. Then I did P and O, Britannia, very British. Uh, I did Norwegian fjords. That was amazing as well. That was really good. Wow. That was my first P&O cruise. I didn't know what to expect from P&O. I don't know how much you know about them. That's like the one that can sort of be a little bit more on the formal side? Yeah, they're the ones with the big Union Jacks on the front, and they're as British as they come, I think. Apart from Cunard, they're probably the only more British one. Um, it wasn't as formal as I had feared. I'm not really one for the formal thing. I don't like it too much. Right. But we did more anytime dining and it was good no it was really good fun nice nice um i liked pino that's cool um what, what am i missing 
the one I just got back from. I did. I don't know if you guys know about Morella. Morella, I've heard of it. They were Thompson, but they don't. They don't really cruise around America much at all. Actually, they're right. just here. Okay. So I did a Baltic cruise for two weeks on Morella Discovery, which was the splendor of the seas. Gotcha. They tend to take over old uh, Royal Caribbean or whatever ships. That was, that was really good. I was really impressed with Morella. What's that other cruise line? It's named after a guy, Fred Carson or something? Fred Fred. Uh, uh, Fred Olsen. Fred Olsen. What Fred is, Olsen. Is that yeah. British? They're my, it's my grand's favorite cruise line. Okay. And she's 92. And I, I think it's more for her than me. <laughs> okay, all right. So maybe that one is for old people, maybe. Yeah, well, I can't ever say that. There's a lot of young people who probably like it, but I don't think that one is for me. But I, I can't like everything, can I? And no. I would obviously still try it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually doing a um, saga cruise next year. What is that? Which is 50 plus, 50 plus cruises saga, and they've invited me on board, so I'm going because... Oh, Why the hell not? Wow, you might you got to be <laughs> so, careful. You have a you have a blog called "Cruising Isn't for, Just for Old People." I do, and but it, it says cruising isn't just for old people. Right. I'm not saying it's not for old people, no. and I'm not saying people who are fifty old because I'm not going to say that. No, so, my point, my fear for cool. you, my fear for you is that they're going to get you out there and they're going to like try to recondition you and try to like maybe like maybe. You know, it's a it's a plan. So we'll see. Maybe, but. All right, so that's you a, said that's a river cruise. So I've oh, never done a river, river cruise. cruise. Have you done a river cruise yet? Never ever. I'm okay. going to this. I'm going to a river cruise conference at the weekend in Paris. Dear, you are all over the cruising I'm, scope. I'm Good for you. Everywhere. There is a TV show that I just discovered on this network that I just discovered as well as I moved back here to Florida. <laughs> it's called the Awe Network, and it's got a show called Dream Cruises. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. It's, I mean, some of those cruises are like, you're talking about 250 people on board. There's one dining yeah. room. I mean, God bless those. And I understand and I realize they're all about the destinations more than the actual ship and the party and this and that. But oof, I don't know. I feel man. like they say that when the ship's not that interesting, though. When the ship says it's about the destinations, I'm like, well. Yeah. Isn't that something you'd say when your ship's not very good? Oh, my gosh. They're <laughs> highlighting this, these, these like trivia games it's about like you know if you if there's trivia going on you're going to trivia because that's it there's nothing else you're not going to you're doing you're doing whatever yeah. trivia game they're doing but um that's um, fine it's each yeah. his own it's it's got a market it's got a it's got there's a market for it so you know i'm interested to hear about that one you uh are you, yeah. you are you able to bring a guest yeah i'm bringing my mom <laughs> okay so you literally are going to be the only one under 50 all right I think I need an opinion of someone who can actually cruise on the cruise line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will have to. I'm going to just... stand out, but I think that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, who did they ID her? What did they, how did she get on here? I, right. I don't know. They'll so, probably just assume I work there. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were on, you had said the fjords was one of your goals as far as a cruise, a bucket yes. list type of thing. And you've, you've, you've achieved that. So you've achieved a I've lot. Twice twice so you've done a twice lot this year because i did the the viking one was top of norway we went to hunt for the midnight sun uh-huh i don't know if you can hear these fireworks i'm just watching them out the window really <laughs> i actually am hearing a pop every once in a while is that a uh 
how's the show at least is it good everyone just has their own fireworks in their gardens oh <laughs> so, so it's not like an organized show it's like everybody just i think there is there is big organized ones tonight but also everyone just wants to have a go so so it's literally like the fourth of july type of situation we all did this with the bottle yeah. rockets i got you so in the in in lieu of you already achieving your cruise goal of the fjords what else is out there what haven't you done after this year which it seems like you've done it all but what is out left there for you on your cruising bucket you know, list? i really want to try what? a cruise on her. i really want to try is carnival because I've never cruised with Carnival, you, and I think that would suit me. You just stole one of you, one of my questions. I was going to speak yeah. to them directly. Yeah, I just got off a Carnival cruise, and we don't really necessarily want to. Uh, I don't know, man. Carnival's going through a lot of changes, and I think that um, for someone who like me who just likes a little bit of energy or action on a cruise ship, yeah, uh, that used to be the cruise line. That used to be the go-to cruise line, and I'm never going to knock Carnival as a whole because they just, you know, what I what I think the thing with carnival is is just their model of consistency what you know what you're going to get on carnival you know what they're going to bring to the table and they're going to it's going to be every single every single time they're not going to overly disappoint you they're not going to drop the ball on anything but at the same time you know they've gone um I think with Norwegian kind of stepping in and doing more of like the nighttime energy and the fun fun factor thing, Carnival has kind of gone a little bit more family. Yeah. But would you have an eye on a sh- particular ship or no? I have no idea. Yeah. I just see all of these people doing their vlogs and things on them, and I think that's one I'd like to try. Yeah. Because I've done I've done so many Norwegian cruises. I feel like I've kind of I know what to expect from them now. I haven't yeah. really done many Royal Caribbean cruises, but it just expensive compared to what else i can cruise on yeah like for me personally if i'm choosing a cruise like the morella cruise i just got off of was so like half the price of doing a royal caribbean cruise really all my drinks included all the tips are included what i fair enough it's like an older ship but yeah I, i don't know just for me right now i prefer to do more cruises than expensive cruises that makes so much sense. You cannot argue with that philosophy. Carnival, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna love the guys, but well, I don't know. Do you you're gonna love the guy? First of all, we're about sixteen minutes in here, and uh, I haven't even heard you say Yorkshire pudding at all yet. Been a couple of days, like <laughs> two or three days. It's you're not gonna Yorkshire get. Pudding. You're not. They're not gonna have Yorkshire pudding on, on Carnival. But um, so oh no. <laughs> they have the guys. I had burger. a good one on Royal Caribbean. They Did, had a really good Yorkshire pudding. Really. I think that was my best one I've ever had at sea. They had yeah. a really, they had a really good. Oh, P and O's Yorkshire puddings were amazing. They had a really good what? They had amazing Yorkshire puddings on P and O, as they should, because it's a very British cruise line. Okay, perfect. No, we but just... they were in the buffet all day, every day. So, <laughs> as far as uh, as far as Carnival, you're gonna love the guys' burger, the Blue Iguana Cantina, especially for breakfast, the breakfast burritos, things like that. All right, so being a follower of yours, I noticed that you always preached the value of cruising, and you always like to, like you just alluded to, you know, you'd rather do more cruises than more expensive cruises. Makes perfect sense. I totally agree with that philosophy. Um, yeah. You also used to say that you have no use for a balcony cabin. You like the inside; it's cheaper, <laughs> and this and that. I wanted to ask you: Have you swayed on that at all? Well, this year I have had a balcony cabin every time. Every single cruise this year was about it. Look what happened to Emma. She went. She got <laughs> big. She got big fault. time on us. <laughs> it's not my fault. So for the for the Asia cruise, I booked an inside cabin, and Princess upgraded me to a balcony. Thank you very much, Princess. 
Um, the other two were press trips, and they'd never put you inside on a press trip because they don't want you to see that. True. Viking don't even have inside cabins, so that's not possible. And Morella was so cheap that basically a balcony on Morella is the same price as an inside on anything else. So, but I still, when I'm looking to book a cruise, I, my default is an inside cabin. So still, you will, you do see yourself going back to the inside cabins. I do. I think if I fit in another cruise this year. Know, it's going to be back inside for me. I know how that's going to go. You're going to walk into the inside cabin and you're going to start walking around. Why am I with these common people? This is this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Maybe. Upgrade me right away. All right. So there's a lot of stuff coming out in cruising. You alluded to the fact that you wanted to just step onto Carnival maybe at some point. But I also wanted to maybe ask you about some of the, I guess, innovative stuff that goes on in cruising. And I know you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening now. And, you know, you have things like the Celebrity Edge coming out, which looks, which looks crazy. You have these go-karts, which already are out there. But I don't know if you've experienced them or not. On Virgin Voyages coming out. What are some of the things in oh, the cruising yeah. scope that you are looking forward to trying? Some of the new innovations that you're excited about? So something I'm, I don't know if you know much. About uh, no, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know much ship. in general. But you know loads of things, but you don't know many things about British thing, things, probably do you? So yeah. P&O have a new ship that's coming out called Iona, which looks really fun. I'm looking forward to that. But that's not next year. That's year after. Next year, I'm doing something exciting on MSC Belizma. I'm going to the shipyard and sailing it back to Southampton and doing the christening and all of that jazz. So that'd be fun because I've never done like a naming ceremony. It sounds like just a four or five night party, to be honest, but that'll be cool. So I'm going to be on a ship where no one has slept in that bed. No one has drunk from that cup. I'll oh, probably wow. still be like surrounded by workmen who will be like building things for me as it goes. But I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be really fun. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, I think you're right. You're probably they, they very rarely are completely done with those ships when they say they're gonna be in this. Always some sort of construction yeah. on it. I'm doing it's not even like the maiden voyage. I'm doing the one from the shipyard oh. to the port where it does its maiden voyage from. Right. So, so how, I don't how know many if people are gonna be on it? Uh, no one, really. <laughs> Workmen. <laughs> because all the journalists get on it in southampton and there's a couple of days doing a christening and then she's got a maiden voyage but i'm flying back over to france to the shipyard to pick her up and come back to southampton so i don't know if you saw what i did last well i went to the shipyard in france and walked around the ship when it was like half finished i did see so, that i was wondering that was all about i wasn't what that was all about I wasn't it was sure. so cool so much fun and uh, i do like msc a lot i've already been on meravillia and i'm going on her again in january oh you're going back on i can okay i Th- cannot resist it was so cheap <laughs> yeah i gotta try and this i already know i like that ship no it looks like a beautiful ship that um and clearly it's like i say it's a copycat type of situation they all kind of do one thing and it kind of yeah. And then want to like expand on the other. That is that grand promenade with the uh, LED ceiling as cool as it looks. It's it's insane. So I'm bringing th- three people who've never cruised on that cruise in January on Meravillia, and I just can't wait till they walk into that bit in the middle because it's it blows my mind. And I've been cruising since I was a child, so for them it's just. Oh my it's, gosh! It's, it's so it's so cool. I can't wait. You're gonna spoil them though. That's gonna be it. They're gonna think everything's the Meraviglia. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're gonna. Good for It'll you, be man. so cool. I, I can't wait. I'm the same way. I like bringing people on cruises. If you haven't cruised, I like looking 
just taking taking a look yeah. at the look on their face and, and looking at it through their eyes and we're like, wow, holy crap. Do you feel like pressure though? Yeah, a little bit. Because I feel like it's a lot of pressure for me to make sure that everything is organized, like I'm trying to sort out the dining and stuff and I'm like, ah. That I refuse to do. I will not, like I say, I've never been on a bad cruise in my life and uh, I, I, I found myself sometimes getting a little, if something's not going the way I want it to or I feel like you just said a little pressure about something, that I I. I chase that away right away. I'm like, no way. Nothing is good. Whatever it is, three, four, seven, eight, ten days, nothing's bothering me on this cruise. Um, That sounds good. So when I really wanted to give you a call and get you on because I saw something that was super interesting that you did, and you are you know deserving of so much credit for this. Emma is a YouTube (laughs) personality, and Emma is all about the visual, and Emma's a, you know, she decided that she was going to do something for charity. I'm just going to intro it briefly because I don't necessarily yeah, know please. all the details, but she uh, <laughs> she shaved her head on board a cruise ship, and I'm going to leave it at that and let you explain the rest, please. Well, I know it sounds crazy, and it is crazy, but me and a couple of friends that I work with decided we were going to do this, and we have a day at my work where I work in my normal life like a charity day so we decided all three of us would shave our heads on that day and then i booked this cruise so i just sent a tweet out saying you know i'm going to postpone my head shave because i don't want to have two weeks of cruise vlogs with no hair which i think makes perfect sense and morella replied to me and they're like oh you don't you know you don't need to postpone it we can do it on board wow so i said okay thinking they'd just do it like in the spa for me or something nice and then they came back to me and they were like, oh, would you mind doing it on the stage in the theater? So I said, okay, because if I'm going to do it, I might as well really go hard or go home, I thought. And then they said, would you mind if the captain did it on the stage? <laughs> and I said, sure, why not? Um, and it was it was such a big build up. It was almost a year from when I said I was going to do it to when I actually did it. And they would have in the cruise news, there was my picture, and they would do the announcement saying, like, come to the theatre, Emma's going to shave her head on the stage. So I really couldn't back out by that point. Like, everyone knew I was doing it. And it was good. It was The audience were really nice. It was 800 people in that theatre. Wow. I think, I don't think I've ever been on the stage before, let alone had my head shaved on the stage. <laughs> but we raised... 1,500 pounds on the ship from just having like buckets at the doors. And then I raised 5,000 pounds in total. So I don't know what that is in dollars, but that's quite a lot of money. I was going to say, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. And somebody, I know the listeners, somebody in the list isn't calling me a dummy because I don't know the conversion, but um, I'll look it up right now. Either way, that is uh, amazing. And I got to say, shout out to Morella because. They jumped they on that. So that was helpful. smart. That was that was helpful. Yeah. And I'm sure they did really good. But that for them, like to jump on that and have the wear on the presence of mind to kind of jump on that and make a thing out of it. And that's actually, I think that's brilliant on their part to do that. Um, well, I mean, it's a lot of good publicity for them. Like I yeah. had the story on whatever cruising magazines and websites and stuff. So yeah. I've just looked it up and it's six thousand five hundred dollars ish. Hey, congratulations on that. Seriously. So I'm so glad it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, can it was you, amazing. Can you speak a little bit about the cause? What was it? So it's for Macmillan, 
um they deal with their cancer support so they don't deal with like the physical side of cancer but they help you with things like money and getting back to work and all of that other stuff like they'll chat they have helplines and nurses and things like that so i think their slogan is a life with cancer is still a life so they try and help you to get back to regular life so and i also donated my hair as well to make wigs for kids that Amazing. need them because i don't need it my hair's growing back <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah, so the hair's coming back. I mean, you could pull off the, the you pull off the no hair look a little bit too. I was wondering, you know, and I'd need if I was going to do that, I'd need a few weaves or something like that. You didn't think about going with a weave or anything like that, maybe part time or no, here and there. No, just going to. I it feels quite nice to have no hair, honestly. Yeah. it's so practical, and also it does feel it makes me feel kind of sassy because I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's fun, it makes a change. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm just relieved when I had my head shaved. The woman who did it was like, "Your head is nice and round. You don't have any bald patches on the back." And I was like, "Thank God." Because <laughs> how do you know until you shave your head if your head's going to be like lopsided? No, no, you're good. You're good. Are you? So you're going to just basically just straight grow it back and kind of, well, maybe do it all over yeah, again. Yeah, I probably years. won't grow it as long as I had it because I only grew it that. It wasn't that long, but I knew I was going to donate it, so I thought I might as well grow it. Yeah, and give like as much length as I can, but it is so cold. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna not keep it this short. <laughs> Never felt anything like it when the wind blows and I can feel it like literally going through my hair. It's just it's bizarre. Yeah, and and did it do any <laughs> do do any good on your alarm clock? Can you set a little bit of a later uh, time on your alarm clock in the morning? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> just get out get out of the shower, and I'm like ready let's go <laughs> i don't need like another towel to like put on my head and go to the gym like, i just went to the gym yeah I don't have to deal with my hair flopping down in my face no problem <laughs> that's awesome but definitely benefits to it definitely and seriously congratulations for doing that because that and and man it's a, it's a good example uh i'm sure you got a lot of support from <laughs> your followers on that from your followers on that and everybody kind of you know you, you deserve a lot of credit for doing what you did um yeah everyone's been really nice Obviously, the internet sometimes is a bit mean, but it makes me laugh when I get funny comments. Yeah. Uh, give me something that you wish existed at sea that does already exist on land. Something that you wish when you're on a cruise, something that you're missing that you wish. Uh, oh, my God. Had. All the things I can think of are like things you wouldn't even know what they are. Just throw them out there. Let's um, go. So, oh, I would pick something silly. Like we have a shop called Greg's that makes donuts and ice buns and gingerbread men and i'd put that on there someone okay. described a cruise ship to me the other day they were like i can't believe you like morella it's like greg's at sea and i was like i, I would love a greg's at sea <laughs> like, that sounds great <laughs> it sounds like it's like a sweets it's, place like a like a dessert type place or yeah like donuts and sausage okay. rolls gotcha yum i would probably put a weather spoons on there which is a big chain of pubs that we have because i know all the cruise lines try and do pubs yeah but none of them have quite got like the pub food right. <laughs> well, you were on the Windy Indy, right? You called it the Windy Indy. I was on Windy Indy. Yeah, it was such a windy cruise. Independence of the seas. Yeah, it's a. Thick, I don't know if it's as much the ship as the wherever they go, but um, that, that was I was on the Freedom of the Seas, and the crew that I went with, we really and I of course it's not like a. I mean, I could tell you, I'm a I'm a pub guy, I'm a bar guy, I run bars and things like that, so I know my yeah. way around a pub, but. 
I can tell you right now, getting into that pub on that on the Freedom Class, and they have the on the Oasis too. But that had a real feel. Yeah. You even smelled like the you even smelt the draft beer seeped into the woods a little so, bit, right? It was like it was like a f- popular, very popular place. It was so hard to get in there. Oh, really? Because ours it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was it was comfortable. Ours was comfortable, but but it was by far our favorite venue on the ship because the band and you know the beer and everything like that. It was just a good yeah. feel. It normally is for me. Like yeah. when I'm on the MST ships, I'm always in the pubs. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I thought Independence of the Seas was so busy. Oh, you did? I've never been on a cruise that was that busy. Really? I don't know if it's just a Royal Caribbean thing. Can you, or can, I went in busy? people everywhere, like trying to walk down that main street. Oh, crowded. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A struggle, yeah. yeah. Um, I did go in school holidays, so that probably didn't help with yeah. kids. <laughs> Well, ideally, I don't know if that would make a difference. Uh, maybe it was the kids. It's who is it? Who is on the ship? But ideally, yeah, they're pretty much that. trying to sell them out for the most part. So I think. Um, yeah, because I went on it before they refurbed Independence of the Seas, right? And they just added loads new, loads of new cabins. Uh-huh. Um, I was I can't imagine more people on there. <laughs> No, I got you. No, I I feel like it was it was good because it just had it had space. The Lido deck is nice. I think you ca- I think you yeah. encapsulize it well. I think I heard you say, if I'm not mistaken, that it really gives you a feel of kind of connecting you with the sea as opposed to a lot of other cruise lines where it's about what's going on inside the ship, I think. Yeah, very central. Yeah. Inward facing. All right, I'm going to get you out of here in a minute, but I, I we we talk sometimes and we uh talk about your feeling towards america and i think i get a kick out of <laughs> my feelings towards yeah, america I, yeah I, I, know, I guess that wasn't put the best way but I, I get a kick out of your your um your americanisms and the things that you find interesting about america and you're kind of curious about and why they do that are there are there any new ones and it'll be whether it's the american section of the grocery store or things like that you know my favorite thing is yeah is when americans say they say like, "Oh, you're crushing it," and I'm like, "I don't know what that means, but crushing it sounds like fun." So sometimes I'm like, "Oh, look at me, I'm crushing it on yeah. YouTube." I don't even know what that means. I assume it means just like doing it really well. Exactly, crushing it is just you're killing it. You're well, killing, crushing killing it. it. I mean, yeah, I, I, you're absolutely. That's one of my it. favorite things. All right, <laughs> so we'll go with crushing it. I mean, there's probably a lot of British stuff that uh, I can't think of any off yeah, the top of my head. It's but strange for me because. Yeah. Like most of the people who watch my YouTube videos, I think it's about 60, 70% are American. Okay. And I often forget when I say things and then people will ask me, what on earth is that? And I'm, I forget that people watching it don't know what I'm talking about a lot of the time. But <laughs> I got one that that's a scam that you people try to pull off. This, um, okay. This, this, all, for like, 35 years of my life, I listen to what's called afternoon tea. And right. I'm thinking it's just, okay, everybody gets together and everybody kind of sits around and, you know, pours themselves some tea. We'll have some, we'll caffeinate a little bit and then we'll go back to it. I didn't realize afternoon tea consists of about 1,800 calories per bite of everything else. <laughs> it does, yeah. So it's not a thing we do all the time. Uh-huh. So, so after- but sometimes I will go out for afternoon tea, yeah. And afternoon tea is just not, let's just be clear. Let's just put it out there, full disclosure. Afternoon tea is not just all about the tea. It's about... it's The tea is the smallest part. It's right. about the sandwiches, the cakes, scones. You need to have scones and or may- scones. Yeah, scones, cake, 
I think there's some, there's no Yorkshire pudding at, tea, at afternoon tea. There, that would improve it if we could put everything inside a Yorkshire pudding. That would be so much better. I can't honestly. I can't. I don't know how, how you have never had a Yorkshire pudding. I actually could, I find it really hard to comprehend. No, I, I've seen you post about it, and every time I, you kind of review one of the uh, dining rooms or your dining experiences on any of these ships, it's always you just see York, Yorkshire pudding. And I was like, I'm like, Yorkshire pudding. I, I, I kind of like the way Damn she says Yorkshire pudding. And then yeah, I took a look at it. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get one of those. And I'm. I haven't gotten around to it, but at least four times in my mind over the last couple of weeks, I've been like, I got to search for York. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's around. I can get it somewhere here, but yeah, um, I don't know where. And I'm I'm not- sure you'd like it. I'm sure you I would like is it. put your dinner inside a Yorkshire pudding. I mean, there's like one thing. That's I, the in, best bit. In food, there's like one thing that I don't like. I don't even know what it is. There's like, I, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll eat pretty much everything, but <laughs> I'm going to go and find a, a Yorkshire pudding somewhere and I'm going to take a picture of it. Send it it's going to be a glorious day when I finally realize the dream of getting that so. Yorkshire pudding. I think there's only like three ingredients in Yorkshire puddings. Simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> you, the best you, way to go. If you were desperate and you needed to make one. <laughs> oh, if, oh, oh, yeah. That's a good idea too. I can go on YouTube and try my hand to make it. That's a good, my uh, debut uh, YouTube cooking channel. I could. Yeah. They're very easy to make. <laughs> I just like buying the giant ones so I can put my dinner inside. I'm making a weird picture of myself on this podcast. <laughs> I'm bored and I eat Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> I'm not bored anymore. My hair's growing quite far. It's coming. It's coming. So it's coming in faster than you thought it would. It is. Yeah. Awesome. I just wanted to have some sort of hair before my next cruise in January. Well, but now I think I'm going to have to book another one anyway. So Emma, just get ready. You're going to get that call from the captain of Morella in about two years. Emma, are we ready again? Let's go again. Are they? Well, they've invited me on their nineties cruise next year. Really, really. I was going to ask so you I'm that gonna too. So I'm going to do that. Have you done a themed cruise yet? I've never done a themed cruise. I think 90s is a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, come on. They call it the last great decade. Do they? <laughs> yeah. No, they say ni- the 90s is like the last great decade. I think it's um, um I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration everybody's like everybody ha- clearly everybody hates millennials nowadays. Um yeah. so I think that's where that I think that's where that's coming from, you know. I think Uh-oh. But isn't that the job of every generation? Isn't it the job of them I was to, thinking this. to piss off the generation before them? Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, everyone always says it was better like 20 years ago, no matter what it, it is now. Emma, I'm going to get you out of here. I know you got to go watch your uh, the fireworks and maybe participate a little bit. Can you tell the listeners where we can find you? Yeah, so all over the internet, I'm just called Emma Cruises. That is nice and simple on Twitter, on Instagram, on, on YouTube. I have a website and a Facebook group, which is called Cruising Isn't Just for Old People, because it isn't. And she's about to get hung at the stake on her 50 and over cruise that she's about to go on. I'm not. They're going to love me. Of course. I hope. I'm going to be like an undercover spy. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's the blog I'm waiting to hear. I'm waiting to see that one. That'll be fun. Something new. Awesome. awesome. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And maybe this is like a yearly thing. We got to do it again. And uh, good luck with everything. And it was great catching up with you, Emma. Yeah, you too. Who knows what we'll be doing in a year, given how this last year has gone for us. How many countries are we going to get in the next year? (laughs) The takeover. Exactly. Yeah. We're doing it. Well done. We're crushing it. Crushing it. (laughs) Crushing it. (laughs) Thanks, Emma. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. 
Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right. We are back. Thanks again, Emma, for that great interview. Emma, hopefully we'll have you back on soon. I wanted to, uh, I guess, track back, and we talked before about Carlos sharing that story about the person who was unfortunately killed off the side of a cruise ship, and uh, we want to dive into that story a little bit. And I just pulled up an article here, and I'm going to read the article. Like I said, I have not... um, prepped or rewritten this story so i'm kind of just going off the cuff here uh police in aruba are investigating a fatal incident that occurred on board the royal princess while the cruise ship was sailing from williamstead to orangestad orangestad sorry according to so they were going to uh from curacao to uh, Aruba. According to uh, reports by Cruise Law News, a female passenger was pushed or fell from the Lido and fell several decks on the top of the lifeboat at around 4 a.m. Passenger and crew were first alerted to the incident when they heard an announcement around 4.30 a.m. for the security team to respond to deck 7. Below the lifeboat number two, the woman died instantly and many passengers described the scene as gruesome. We can literally see the lifeboat from our room, blood and glass all over it, says a passenger. Once the ship arrived in Aruba today at 8 a.m., the captain made an announcement that the crime scene investigators were coming on board and no one is allowed to get off until the police cleared the ship. Quote, We are on this ship, too. Ten police officers came aboard 20 minutes ago. The announcement was a criminal investigation was to be conducted before we are given clearance. Two couples were asked repeatedly to go to customer relations, says another passenger. Uh, Local media in Aruba report that a muscular man was struggling with the woman and suddenly began choking her. After that, he reportedly pushed her over the railing. Ship's security provided the police with the video footage. There are indications that the video camera have captured the moment in which a man had pushed the woman over the railing. Aruba police have confirmed the tragic event and will perform an autopsy to determine the cause of death. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Is this like... Is this something that always happened or is a little bit of a trend based on the fact that so many more people are cruising and the industry is getting larger and just by default of it getting larger, so many different types of people are now cruising. Can you imagine that? I mean, this is a guy who goes on a cruise. This is a guy who looks, goes on the internet, looks at the islands, looks at the destinations, looks at the cruise ship, talks to a travel agent or a vacation planner with Princess and is pumped up and is ready to enjoy 
a good Southern Caribbean cruise. Yet, behind those eyes looking at that screen is a murderer, someone capable, and I don't know what happened. I don't know any of the story, but it's just crazy to think about that sometimes that people among us are capable of that. You're with a cruise, you're, you know, the day before this guy was probably high-fiving strangers in the main dining room eating, you know, ordering a seventh helping of lobster tail. And fast forward six hours, he's choking a woman and throwing her off the side of the cruise ship so she lands on a lifeboat. Man, that's disturbing. Um, I don't know. It's Is it society? Is it society too that's just kind of losing it a little bit? I don't know. I want to be that guy that the doomsday guy, the sky is falling down. But, you know, big shout out and a, a very, very uh, serious and sincere condolences everybody affected by you know everything that's going on you can pick a week and somebody there's a shooting somewhere you have the thousand oaks shooting you have the pittsburgh situation in the synagogue and it's very very sad that this thing like these things that would be major news stories for like the whole year are starting to become ho-hum you know and it's it's not a it's not looking good. I hope we get a handle on this thing. And I don't look at me, man. I don't know the answer whatsoever. But all right, that's not really what we come here for. We come here to smile, to laugh, to talk about fun things. So I'm going to segue right out of that into the email. And here we go. Tommy, I hope the first email on my dream vacations was entertaining, if anything. All right, this is, I could also tell you. This is going to be from Sid. So Sid emailed us last week, and he's given us the part two to his email. To pick up where I left off from the last email, I wake up the next morning around 7 a.m. and decided to hit the gym because I was training for a marathon. Yes, big shout out to Sid. Does marathons, man. I can't even look at it. I can't even watch a marathon. After a good hour on the treadmill, I went back to the room to freshen up and get the wife so we can hit up the C-Day brunch, which was excellent. You can't go wrong with the huevos rancheros or steak and eggs. I agree with you. Those steak and eggs, it's usually like a filet mignon. They do a great job with the steak and eggs, even though, you know, that Fruit Loop uh, French toast isn't nothing to sneeze at either. Except when you have both. In my case, after a huge breakfast, we went to Serenity Deck. You said you're allowed to. You're running marathons. You know what? Order another steak and eggs. It's okay. Feel free. You absolutely have permission from the always be both cruise ship family. Um, after a huge breakfast, we went to the Serenity Deck and got in one of the four whirlpools. So there was four. Basically, like how Sid does that. That's good writing right there. You know what I'm saying? He just is basically trying to tell us that he got into a hot tub, but he throws in the fact that he got in one of the four, thus alerting us that there are four whirlpools in the Serenity Deck. I see you, Sid. Good job. Basically, it was a chill morning, and I didn't feel too crowded for a sea day. Around lunchtime, we met up with a few of the other people in our group by the aft pool. Very good choice. We realized we should have been hanging here since it. We realized we should have been hanging here since it wasn't too crowded and seemed like a great place to relax. You just realized it. Do you listen to the show? <laughs> the rain started, so we headed inside to kill some time. When the ship started to list, ooh, nothing too crazy, but enough of a lean so that some seawater splashed on deck five and made its way onto some of the lounge areas. A uh, few people were spooked because people thought we might be having a real emergency until the captain got on the speaker and stated, we are moving around some storms and we will be experiencing some rocking until we get to our next port. Isn't that important, guys? Don't you think that? Like, 
when something like that happens, a good, calm, captain voice coming over the speaker system is helpful. You know what I mean? Not that you think you're going down. Not that you're really in a, a, a panic, although some probably the more non-experienced cruisers on the ship might have been starting to panic. But, you know, you hear this captain say something and any worry, any shadow of a doubt that maybe something's going wrong because it's never lost on me personally that you're just literally among the elements. You're a dot you're less than a dot in a vast wide blue yonder on both the the land i mean the sea and the sky it's crazy so you know what when you have that little control over anything you know sometimes yeah that's that's why i love cruising too because you feel like you're on an adventure uh a few of our group got a little seasick so many of us called it an early night after dinner second paragraph the next day we arrive in Costa Maya. Similar to the Cozumel port for the carnival, uh, for Carnival, it has shops and restaurants. If you just want to hang around the port area, there is a swim-up bar and uh, swim with dolphins experience. If you don't have an excursion, you could take a $3 person shu- $3 per person shuttle ride over to the beach resort, which is what we did. The beach area has plenty of all-inclusive options, restaurants, souvenir shops, but there was so much seaweed on the beach, we didn't end up staying there for too long. A few of our friends went to one of the all-inclusive spots that had a swim-up pool. Those are always nice. Um, after forcefully avoiding the vendors selling cigars and other trinkets, we had a few drinks and snacks at one of the bars, then caught a cab back to the port, which is $5 per person. Back at the port, we decided to hang out by the swim-up bar since we had like four hours to kill before we set, uh, before we set, before set sail time. While at the pool, there was another group of people who decided to amp up their vacation by passing shots of tequila to anyone who is near them in the pool. Okay, see, now you this is us. Needless to say, my wife and I incorporated ourselves into the group, and I think uh, new levels of lit was made. At one point, the whistle shot girl the whistle shot girl probably made so much money off of our wait, what is this at one point the whistle shot girl probably made so much money off of our group and she was using the tequila that our group kept buying from the sh- from the shops basically the 15 to 20 people in oh so you got your smuggle package here the 15 20 people in our pool group went through six bottles of patron along with the random stuff we were purchasing from the bar i won't say i was dancing on the bar but members of our group was were whatever uh that's crazy so you guys just started a party back there i told you man that's where you gotta be you gotta be at the aft pool um oh no 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 wait back at port oh no you're hanging out at the bar that's at port i got you so after going so hard in port we decided to take it down a notch since we wanted to check out the comedian on board and hit the nightclub again the comedian was funny for a cruise but i wouldn't want to see his show on land isn't that weird i was thinking about that today just in general across the board i was at the gym today and i'm uh i'm working out I'm, i would just get there and um I'm like, oh, let's go into the sauna for a little while before the before the workout. And I did that. And, you know, again, just an experience on land that just doesn't match the experience at sea. You could add that to being able to drink like a champion. I could go seven nights in a row and I could be fine the next morning and be ready to go again. Although one strong night on land will shut me down for a good three or four days. And the same thing goes with a pina colada. I mean, you could make a beautiful, fresh pina colada on land. It just does not taste as good 
as when you are at sea. Isn't that isn't that weird? So this is uh, the same thing for comedians. Sid is adding the comedians to the mix. You will laugh your ass off off a cheesy comedian on a cruise ship, whereas if you're sitting at home watching Netflix or if you're at a uh, show on land, you're probably not going to find the person that's funny slash maybe even be annoyed with the guy or girl, whoever it is, woman, I should say. After the comedian, we hung out by the atrium bar where there was a violin trio playing pop songs. Is that the, um, the um, what do you call them? the uh, celestial strings. It was probably great since I was still buzzed from the partying earlier. I called it a night around midnight since we would be getting into the Roatan port early the next day, and uh, we had an excursion planned. In the next one, Roatan, Belize, and Cozumel. Hopefully I'm not boring the group with these recaps. Sid, you're not. And if you are, I don't think I don't think you are. Um, I'm providing commentary in the midst of each one. You're hearing about a good cruise from a real serious, dedicated cone in Sid, and uh, I'm enjoying listening to your stories and reading your stories and kind of chiming in a little bit here and there. So hopefully uh, you'll keep it coming. Thank you, Sid. Appreciate the email. Thanks for listening, man. Uh, Tommy, not sure if you can use this or not. Hey, Tommy, just thought I'd share my thoughts on the Journeys Cruise to Hawaii we just got off of. I'll try to not copy Doug's format too much. I guess he's making reference to the fact that somebody just went on a... uh, All right, so we got another cruise recap here going on. Uh, The cruise is a 14-day cruise from Long Beach to Hawaii, uh, one stop in Ensenada. Uh, We stayed on the Queen Mary the night before. That's nice. It was cool to learn about the history of this grand ship. In July 1943, Queen Mary carried 15,740 soldiers and 943 crew. Total of 16,800, I'm sorry, 16,683 people. A standing record for the most passengers ever transported on one vessel. Holy shit. That's that's great, man. That's a good little tidbit right there. I could get... Any rates? Can you imagine the mustard drill? Yeah, no, I can't. There is no, there's probably no mustard drill on that one. The whole thing is a must, just a standing mustard drill. Although she is in desperate need of a rehab, you can see how beautiful she once was. It's a shame that she's being neglected by the city of Long Beach. Uh, the newly renovate, renovated cruise terminal is right next door, and we walked right into the Splendor, onto the Splendor the next day. The terminal is the nicest we've been to. Oh, we got a Splendor review coming up. That's awesome. Like the Queen Mary, the Splendor is definitely showing her age. The crews were working on her all cruise, and the water slide was closed most of the cruise. I don't remember a freaking water slide on the Splendor when I was on it. Was there one? Nick? Chris? Anybody? Was there a water slide on the Splendor? Uh, the crew was, t- maybe they just put it on, or maybe it was there and I was just drunk. Uh, the crew was t- uh, taking the tile off of that pole and gluing some sort of rubber-like material in place of the tile. Unfortunately, this repair already looks half-assed and rust streaks were showing from the new material in two days. Not a good look there, huh? The cruise itself takes four long sea days to reach Hawaii, and every night they just they adjust the clocks one hour so that you are on Hawaii time when you arrive. The good thing about this cruise is that when you you're that you are on ports all day. We learned that the best thing to do is rent. Okay, so you're in ports all day, meaning you get a lot of time in port. Uh, the best thing to do is rent a car ahead of time and drive because the roads are just like home. The excursions are overpriced and only last a few hours, especially Pearl Harbor. We could have spent all day there instead of the four-hour tour. This is good information, guys, if you're ever in Hawaii. If you cruise to Hawaii, know that you get a long day in port. Um, you rent a car. 
give yourself the most freedom and the tours and eh, kind of a rip off because you could probably just show up yourself and enjoy the day and not be bound to whatever the tour is doing and also avoid what they're trying to charge you as well word of advice on maui don't try to die a uh, drive to the road to hana this is a crazy this crazy ass road is beautiful but insanely narrow and curvy it takes all day to drive there and back and it's only 40-ish miles all the hawaiian ports are industrial so don't plan on enjoying shopping in port last stop is ensenada for a few hours we took a tour to the blowhole via carnival excursion and we got back late it's uh that's crazy it's too short to stay to do too much i think there is shopping if you want to take a bit of a hike from the port next time i'll stay on the boat there unless there is time extended so you got on late huh see that's you know you'd probably be sweating it you're on a carnival excursion so you get nothing to worry about but if you're on a regular excursion or you planned your own or you did some other third party I don't know, man. That's a little nervous. You got It's a little scary there. But um, all right, moving on. Lee is the new Splendor cruise director, and the guy has a ton of energy. And our cruise raised forty thousand dollars for St. Jude, setting the record. Damn, it's because you go to Hawaii. You got all those people with money. The crew was great, but after fourteen days, the food gets a bit old. No guys' burgers. Yes, yeah, Splendor. Again, it's like the forgotten, lost kind of stepchild of the carnival ships. They don't even know what the hell they're doing with the with the Splendor. And uh, I guess uh, <laughs> they're moving it to Australia. And they might be, uh, I don't know. They, they first were changing it to a P&O cruise, uh, a cruise ship. Now they scratched that. And now they're putting it in Australia. I think they're doing a full-on, full refurbishing once they get to Australia. So they're probably not spending too much money on it right now. Uh, getting off the Splendor was a pain in the ass, and we nearly missed our flight because of the unorganized mess. It was a great cruise, but I'm ready to get back to the Eastern Caribbean, Bob. Bob, it sounds good. Of course, you went to Hawaii. I like what he did. He went to Hawaii. He enjoyed himself. He put forth his grievances. He was professional. He didn't bash the crap out of him, but he was honest. He definitely had some concerns. But at the end of the day, he realized he was at sea. He had a great cruise. And you know what? It's time to go back home to the good old, reliable, the old faithful Eastern Caribbean. Thanks for the email, Bob, so very much. All right. Hi, Tommy. Glad to see you hit hitting ABB hard. As a day one fan, I owe you some good content to support your show. I am guilty of still not sharing my multiple pocket story that involves the crew quarters, but am stymied in how to condense the story to not sound like a Sid essay. <laughs> Sid oh that's great when cones attack other cones Sid he's kidding around Sid the essays are great keep them coming I'm reading them on the air people are going to enjoy them and uh, this is a very loyal listener as well Darren and Darren is only just playfully kidding you right Darren Um, alright what did I do here I lost my place here okay so Darren, this better be good now because you're uh, calling out Sid. But yeah, that story, you, you way back in the day, we started this podcast. Maybe it was a year and a half ago, uh, you know, a year, like a half a year in, Darren was telling me that he uh, made it into the crew quarters uh, because the entertainers work under a different set of rules, as we talked about. You know, they're not, they're considered staff, not crew. So their rules aren't, I'm sure it was still illegal. I'm sure what you did was not legal. 
Darren, but I'm sure it's just a little bit easier to get away with. And uh, the repercussions if getting caught may not be the same. Uh, if you're crew and you do that, you're done. You're finished. Um, we all have some embarrassing crew stories, and you have shared many of yours with the listeners. I would like to hear from others as it makes for great content. I will do my part by sharing this embarrassing moment. Oh, this is going to be good. But he brings up a good point. Darren says, you know what? Write me. Send me emails of, you know, we all talk about the beauty of these islands and the beauty of the ships and our day-to-day and what we love about cruising and what the problems were and what our favorite favorite excursions were. Let's talk about more of those drunken. You guys, you know, I still have some stories left in the tank, but they're eventually, you know, they're going to, as I, as I keep telling them, they're going to start getting thin. I want to hear from you guys. What are the wacky stuff you have gotten into on cruising? Some of the embarrassing stuff, some of the stuff where you may have gone that one drink too many. Uh, who knows? I want to hear all about it. All right, let's hear this from Darren. We all read the daily newsletter to plan our days on the ship. And I was on a 10 day South Pacific cruise and kept seeing the post. Oh no. <laughs> Friends of Dr. Bob and Bill W. meet at 5 p.m. Fast forward a year later on a cruise in South America and Antarctica, I see the same mention in the paper. After sharing some drinks with the Hot Pocket cruise director before dinner, I mentioned to her that the same people, Dr. Bob and Bill W., were on my cruise last year in Tahiti. Small world. Let's <laughs> say so you thought these are real people. What are the chances, I say? Uh, it was then that she informed me that it is a code for Alcoholics Anonymous, LOL. And uh, at least I had the beverage package uh, to drown my embarrassment. Aren't there other ones? Bill W. Uh, isn't there Dorothy as well? Uh, I think there's a couple more. That's hysterical. Um, but let's go back to the Hot Pocket Cruise Director. So you were having drinks with the Hot Pocket Cruise Director? So, Darren, you are a ship guy, and you you're... you're dating people on cruise ships aren't you so that's what's going on and you have uh long-term relationships with people on cruise ships i want to hear the story it's long overdue don't worry about the uh essays we like the essays we'll break them down i'll i'll, I'll step in when it needs to be and I'll, I'll provide a little commentary to give the audience a break from just continuous reading but uh we want the story. He goes on, keep up the good work, and I am looking forward to trying to make the group cruise. Darren, Darren, funny you should bring that up, the group cruise. Let's do it. As we end this show here, we appreciate it, but um, I want to see, I'm using this show as a platform, and I'm going to put it out on Facebook again uh, to kind of just do a little bit of like a Jerry Lewis Labor Day telethon type of call to arms to see if we can get this group cruise to actually happen. Because again, like I said, realistically, if this one hits a wall, am I going to freaking do another one? Probably not. It's going to be a little embarrassing if we if we don't pull it off. So let's cone up. Let's uh, Let's step up and let's make this group cruise happen. Again, details. Four days out of Miami, the uh, Royal Caribbean Navigator of the Seas. May 6th, we have balconies i'm sorry balconies for 600 and change we have inside cabins for 400 and change all you got to do is call me at 323 getaway or email me at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com give me your name your date of birth and uh whatever else uh, I'll, I'll actually start communicating with you at that point and then i'll start the booking process and then i'll let you know if i need any other information but the deposits are not due until 
uh, I think now we're at like 29 days from now for the rooms to continue to be released and in our possession. But I want to get some traction on this and make it happen. Also, uh, the Patreon uh, could really use your help with the Patreon. We're uh, doing our best out here to give you more content than ever through the means of Facebook, through the lives, through giving you cruise deals, through um, you know the extra show a week with Patreon, and then being on that hard one show a week schedule that we're on, going out to Fort Lauderdale to provide you with sail away content and things like that. So you know, for the uh, expenses that we do have. We appreciate it. If you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And uh, you can donate $5, contribute $5, and you will get an extra show per week. Also, Instagram, Tommy at always be booked as usual. And uh, what else do we have? We have the iTunes. If you could rate, review, subscribe, and uh, join the lounge. If you're not in the lounge, you know, people say, uh, I don't. I'm not. I want to be on Facebook. I don't want to. You know. But you're on Facebook. You're looking at the lounge on Facebook. They're basically saying they want to be able to go on Facebook and not have to join the group and be able to have access to it because they don't operate off of a profile name or whatever. Just make up a fake one. You know what I mean? People have done it. I see it up there sometimes. People are in the lounge with two or three friends and or one to two friends. Just joined Facebook last week. It's there. Um, the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge group on Facebook. Join that. We'll let you right in. And uh, the best way you could possibly help this show is to share it, to share it with your friends, share it in your cruise groups. Uh, we went on a little bit of another run. I'm feeling like we'll have a little bit of another run uh, in a couple of weeks to come. We're going to have some cool guests and things like that coming up. Uh, again, thank you so much for Emma, Emma Cruises. Check her out everywhere on the internet, worldwide, Emma Cruises. Uh, and actually, she just got off of that uh, River Cruise tour she was talking about. So definitely check that out. Um and that's pretty much it, guys. It, uh, I do apologize for the lack of production. I do say I am set up and everything's ready to go. Um, but I do have this new computer. For some reason, it's having trouble taking to iTunes. Still trying to troubleshoot that. Not sure what the hell's going on. Uh, I know there's a lot of tech people out there asking uh, me to help, offering help, I should say. Uh, I'm working on it slowly but surely. I may end up reaching out to some of the IT people that have checked in with me. But uh I, I, I got to try to maybe see if I can figure this stuff out by myself. Oh, the T-shirt store. Um, we are working on that. That's coming soon. Uh, we're still making a couple of revisions to some of the shirts, uh, making sure the right files are downloaded and the right quality of T-shirts and things like that and the right... Um, I guess third party that we're working with is in place and things like that. So the t-shirt store is coming out any day now and uh, you'll be able to rock your always be booked merchandise. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you. Uh, and that's about it. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is Jimmy.
perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the... So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Put me down